Okay, so this is part two of uh, Empower with Sisters episode on contraception, or as you also can call it, family planning. In the first part, we talked about the natural methods, uh, condoms, emergency contraception pills, mini pills, and combined pills. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the injectables, the IUDs, the implants, and sterilization. So let's start. Um, Okay, we're going to start with the most common contraceptive in Zambia, namely the injectable contraception. And it works primarily by preventing the release of eggs, like the ovulation. And there are two types of injectables, either with one hormone containing progesterone or two types of hormones containing both progesterone and estrogen. So what's the difference between them two? The injectable with only progesterone can be injected either every two months or every three months. Whereas the other one has to be injected every month. So why do women sometimes choose the one with two hormones that has to be injected every month? It gives more regular bleeding. Uh, Okay, so irregular bleeding can be a side effect, but your period can also disappear while you're using injectables, which many women find convenient. Other side effects are weight gain. In average, 1 to 2 kgs per year. But note that this is similar to normal weight gain, when aging, so it's um, um, nothing that you should consider when choosing this contraceptive, I think. Okay, other side effects are headache, dizziness, but, but you know, it differs so much between different women, so it's hard to say. This method is very effective if you remember when it's time to take them. Um, So who should use the injectables? Zambian women tend to use this method because they think it's a private method, meaning that no one can tell that you're using contraception. You can also use the the one with only one hormone when you're breastfeeding. However, it's not recommended for girls under 19 years to take the injectables because it has negative effects on the bone density Mm, and also for the injectable with two hormones you know the one that contains uh, estrogen it is not recommended to use that one for women who had blood clots um, breast cancer or migraine with an aura or if you're over 45 years old for example 
Uh, so that's something to consider. One other thing that's very important to consider is that it takes a bit longer to become pregnant if you compare to the other method methods. I mean, when you quit taking the injectables, it can take around four to five months, but it can also take up to a year to, to get your period back. Um, so that's uh, important to consider before choosing this method. I recently heard that self-injections is possible to receive. And usually you get the injection in the arm or in the bump, but if you take them yourself, you can inject them either in the stomach or in the thigh. So you can ask your provider for self-injectables if you think that's something for you. Uh, but if you're afraid of needles and you don't want to think about contraception for a longer period, IUD might be something for you. And it stands for intrauterine device. And that is simply because it's placed inside the uterus. You can't put it there on your own. You need assistance by a health professional. And there is two types of IUDs. One without hormones and one with hormones. Okay, so the one without hormones is the copper-bearing IUD. And it has a copper wire wrapped around it, which um, secretes copper ions. And this disturbs the normal environment in the uterus, which makes it hostile for the sperm. And once it's put into the uterus, it's effective up to 12 years. And I know in Zambia they use it up to 12 years, but in Sweden we only use it for five years. So is there any side effects to the copper-bearing IUD? Yes, there is. Usually prolonged and more heavy bleeding during your period. Sometimes more pain as well. But since there's no hormones, that's basically the only side effect. So who should consider this method? And if you don't have any problems with your period, like you don't have any heavy flow or stomach pain, and if you want something very safe and you want protection for a long time, that's the copper-bearing IUD might be something for you. And then we have the other IUD type, which contains the hormone progesterone, which we talked about earlier. And this method prevents pregnancy by making the mucus in the uterus more viscous and thinner, but also by inhibiting ovulation. Um, and it can be effective in either three or five years, depending on which brand that you choose. And this is a very effective method. It protects you from pregnancy in 99.8 of all cases. Um, so since the IUD is placed in the uterus, it has a local effect there, which means there's not that many side effects. Although it's very common with irregular bleeding in the beginning, but after some time, many women get rid of their period entirely. And if not, your bleeding and menstrual cramps becomes lighter um, so that's a good side to it uh, 
But a bad side could be that it can occur acne, headache, breast tenderness, you know, the usual hormone sides, side effects that we've been talking about. So who could use a hormonal IUD? I would say basically everyone. Um, especially if you have trouble remembering taking a pill, for example, like me. Um, you only have to remember when to remove it. And if you suffer from heavy bleeding and menstrual pain, this might be an option for you. It's a low dose of hormones. Actually, it's the same dose as one mini pill. So I mean, that's a very low dose of hormones. Okay, for both these types of IUD, you need to rule out sexual transmitted infections before inserting it. And it's not necessary to have given birth before you use this method. Um, that's very important to know. And they are available in different sizes, so they usually take the one that fits the woman the best. And no one can tell that you're using an IUD, that you're using contraception. Um, perhaps your partner can feel the strings sometimes though. And then it's usually because the strings are too short. Um, what else? I, I sometimes get questions about if the IUD can travel to like inside of your body, to the brain, for example. And no, it cannot. It can go through the uterine wall into the abdomen, but that is very, very rare. Some wonder if the IUD can increase the risk for contracting an STD or STI. You can say both. Uh, the answer is no. Some women wonder if they can use a tampon or a menstrual cup together with the IUD. And yes, you can. It's possible. Okay, so um, that was that about the IUD. Now to the most effective contraceptive. It protects against pregnancy to 99.95%. I mean, that's amazing. Can you guess what it is? The implant. And what is an implant? Okay, it's a small plastic rod that contains progesterone and it works by making the mucus in the uterus thinner and more impenetrable. The one named Jodel lasts for five years and the other named Implanon lasts for three years. In Sweden, you have your implant for three years only. Um, it's placed in one of your upper arms by a health provider and it takes about five minutes or so, so it's very quick. And you will be able to feel the implant under the skin, but you usually can't see it. And the side effects are similar to the other methods using progesterone, like irregular bleeding, headache, acne. You know this now. <laughs> After some time, your bleeding will become lighter. Some women can experience infection, like irritation at the insertion site but it's not very common um, who could use an implant 
I mean, young as old, married or not married, if you want to be very, very safe and you don't want to think about it for a very long time, this is a good good option. The only negative side is that it requires like a small surgery to get it in and to get it out. Okay. Uh, but what if you're so tired of thinking of contraception and you have decided that you absolutely don't want any more children? Then sterilization might be an option. And there is both a female one and a male one. The female one means that you get your fallopian tubes cut. And this means that you have to undergo an abdominal abdominal surgery. Um, and they use local anesthesia. And it takes like 15 minutes approximately. And in two hours you will be okay to go home again. It sounds okay, but it's still it's still a surgery. So it's much easier to perform a sterilization on a man which also call, which also is called vasectomy so a vasectomy it means that the man will undergo a minor surgery when they cut vas deferens on both sides uh, the procedure is very easy and all men can have a vasectomy it won't decrease the sex drive and it won't affect the man's sexual function. It doesn't cause the man to become weak, less masculine or less productive. And it's easier for the man to undergo sterilization than for a woman. Before you're doing this, it's like you have to be 100% certain that you don't want any more children. So I think you should take some time and really think about it before you decide. Um, and there are three methods that I haven't mentioned. Um, the patch, the vaginal ring, and the diaphragm, simply because they aren't that common, but it might be good to know that they exist. So the patch is like a band-aid containing progesterone and estrogen, that you put on your back for three weeks each month. Um, the vaginal ring is a ring that you put up into the vagina and it can either contain only progesterone or both estrogen and progesterone. If it only contains progesterone, you leave it in the vagina for 90 days. If it contains both hormones, you leave it there for three weeks. And then you take it out for a week and then you change to a new one. And then you have a four-week cycle. Um, the diaphragm is a hormone-free method. And it's like a little cup that you put up into the vagina um, to cover like the cervix before sexual intercourse. And you take it out after the action. And if you want to know more about these methods, ask your health provider about them and they will help you. Okay, um, so just a little recap and what's important to remember, um, the only method that protects against sexual diseases are, what? Yes, male and female condoms. Um, and 
not any of these methods that we've been talking about in this episode and in part one can cause abortion. Um, if you want to know more about abortion, you can listen to the abortion episode. Um, what else? You can become pregnant immediately after quitting all the methods except for the injectables. Um, none of these methods cause birth defects or make you infertile. So that's it. Um, and yes, there is so many methods to choose from. So how could you choose? You have to consider what's important for you. Is it that there's no hormones? Or that you like to don't think about it? Or maybe you have to consider who's your partner. If hormone-free is important for you, these are the hormone-free methods. Copper IUD, condoms, natural methods, or sterilization, or the diaphragm. And if you don't want to think about contraceptives for a while, these are very good options. Both types of IUDs, the implant or sterilization. If you want to control your period every month, you might consider the pills or the vaginal ring. If you want something very, very safe, you should try the implant or both types of IUDs. And if you want a permanent method, there's only one choice, sterilization. So think of what's, what's important for you and go from there. And sometimes it takes a while to find out what works for you. You might try that, you might try this, and you might get side effects. But then you'll have to try something else. Just don't give up, don't give up. Like for, for, for example, if you try a new hormonal method, you can have irregular bleeding for up to six months. Usually it stabilizes before this, but if six months has passed and you still have problems, it's recommended that you change method. So if you have the patience, try for six months and see how it goes. Otherwise you switch and you might have to do this a couple of times. But when you find something that works for you, you're going to hold on to it. And I promise you will find something that works for you. Okay, so that was the end of part two. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to ask me anything or maybe just interact, please feel free to contact Empower With Sisters on either Instagram or Facebook. You can also send an email to info at withsisters.org. Maybe you want to know more about something or need help to figure something out. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so thank you so much for listening today. Bye. Kalakata, ya kwa nini ve? 
Kalakata. <laughs>